podcast you are listening to to be candid with your host amber which is me if you didn't already know it's currently friday and i thought it'd be fun to film i always say film my god we're like 10 episodes in can i stop saying film to record an episode for you guys all about ambition which is kind of a touchy subject for me so i'm excited to get into it i also haven't planned out this episode like super thoroughly because I kind of just wanted to ramble with you guys for a little bit. You know, it's been a long week. We're still in lockdown. Everyone's going a bit mad, me especially. So I just wanted to have a chill one with you guys today and just talk about a subject that I find kind of confusing, kind of interesting, and definitely one that like has a lot of mm, debate around it, I guess. And we'll get into that a little later on, I suppose. I wanted to start off this episode just by thanking you all for clicking on it. Thank you all for listening along. If you do want to go ahead and leave a review, if this isn't your first episode you're listening to, if you've listened to others, please feel free. And you can always follow us on our Instagram page at To Be Candid Podcast. In terms of this week, like I said, it's been a bit of a long one. It's been pretty chill. I crocheted a hat. I know, crazy times. But I'm also working my nine to five job as an event executive, which has been going really well, actually. And I've had another event this week in terms of like virtual event webinar kind of situation, which it was really fun. And yeah, just things are, uh, it's the same old every week, you know, guys, just things are plodding along but I did have a FaceTime with my mum's puppy Archie who is a border terrier and is freaking adorable he's about 10 weeks old and I'm gonna meet him over Easter weekend which isn't too far away and that's like the only glimmer of hope I'm holding on to right now so the only thing getting me through is all the cute photos of puppies which I'm sure we can all agree really you know boost the mood when you see a very cute puppy so I'm happy to have those but today we're talking about something a little bit different we're talking about ambition which is kind of a strange topic because it's one that I hadn't necessarily even thought of like cross my mind until 2020 lockdown hit to be honest like don't get me wrong I think throughout my childhood and everything I've always been quite ambitious or like trying to like try to be a high achiever to get the best grades I could so I guess in that sense I was quite ambitious but I was never ambitious in the sense of like I 100% know what I want to do with the rest of my life or had like a dream career goal or anything like that so I just kind of wanted to get into it today and discuss it and kind of figure it out with you guys through all the ups and downs that come with it because I know we're all in a similar stage of life right now in terms of like early 20s so we're all just trying to figure it out you know it's what this podcast is all about so I'm going to kick it off by talking about kind of my childhood and how like ambition what like what that meant to me as a child I guess first off I'll define it for you. I did do some prep. I googled a definition. So the definition of ambition is a strong desire to do or achieve something. And another definition which I related to a bit was desire and determination to achieve success. So I think that's like super apparent. Like it's pretty obvious what ambition means. But for me, it was something that I really embraced from an early age. I really remember even as like a reception at like five years old or what have you just really enjoying doing well I think I enjoyed that the what praise that came with having that sense of pride that I'd done something well and that really stuck for a very long time like I really tried 
my best to be the best at everything and if I ever got something wrong I would really kick myself for that and I think with that came just the desire to obviously do well and just get more and just be successful and I didn't necessarily know what that meant at that stage it wasn't like oh I want to be a really successful lawyer like I couldn't really define the terms of it I just knew I wanted to do well and I wanted to be successful but I didn't necessarily know what and it wasn't actually until year 11 when I did a like career test on some strange website and one of them that popped up was an event manager and one of my friends Jenny was like you'd be really good at that you should look into that and apparently it stuck because I did that test when I was well I did that test when I was 16 and I'm sat here today at 23 as an event executive so I really followed through on that one but that was kind of the first time that was like oh yeah maybe that's what I could do but even to this day I'm still like well I could do this and maybe I'll do that and maybe I'll try three things at once you know I've still got a lot of different avenues I kind of want to explore or figure out so being ambitious was always hard because I think especially when you're in sixth form or uni when you have to kind of start making those decisions of like what do you want to do it was always really hard for me to answer because I didn't necessarily know and people always thought of me as super ambitious which also put another weird pressure on me because they'd be like oh you're gonna own your your oh my god I cannot talk they would be like oh you're gonna own your own company one day you're gonna be so successful you're gonna have all of this these entrepreneurial things going for you and it just didn't sit right with me for some reason I was like oh yeah maybe like even though I enjoyed doing well I don't know if I was super ambitious like even to this day I'm not sure if like a major career is what I'm after which we'll get into a little bit but I think obviously the first sign maybe for me that like ambition could be a question mark in my books was after doing my GCSEs which I did 14 GCSEs I put a huge amount of pressure on myself I was like a revision geek through and through I revised so hard so many notes and I just wanted to do well I don't know why it had been instilled in me for a really long time that I just had to do well it was like the be all or end all and it wasn't like I necessarily had outside influences telling me that I think I just kind of figured it out that like if I did really well good things would happen so I think I just clung on to that and would just it was just an easy way I guess for me to get praise or to like work out the next step or secure the next step just by doing well and I knew in order to do well I had to revise so I would revise like there was no tomorrow and I did all my GCSEs in like 2014 maybe some year around there and after I finished them like literally the next day I entered the biggest slump Mm, I was gonna say of my life that's not quite true one of the biggest slumps just because I had put all of this pressure on myself and worked myself up so hard and it was everything that like it just consumed my whole day my whole week was just spent revising and then when that finished when that ended when that stress got taken away I almost didn't know what to do with myself like I just slept all day and I'm not sure if that's just because I wore myself out from revising so hard or that I entered like a little mini stage of depression and I just didn't know what to do with myself or knowing that that I couldn't do any more you know it was taken out of my hands at that point like there was nothing I could physically do to alter 
any decisions, any grades, like everything had been done at that point. So all I could do was wait. And it was a really strange place to be in. And again, one that I didn't really recognise I was in until I started uni. And my mum was like, oh, I'll be careful because you know what happened at GCSEs. I was like, no, I don't. And then she told me, she was like, Amber, do you not remember sleeping for like weeks on end? Like you wouldn't leave your room, like you wouldn't eat. I was like, oh my God, yeah, that that was a thing. And it, it was only then that I kind of noticed how strange that was and how like uncharacteristic that was for me. So that was kind of an odd situation to be in. But yeah, like I said, I did go on to A-levels, which I think I did pretty well in. I got A-B-B? I think I got A-B-B. Yeah, I got A-B-B, I think. Now I'm saying it, it sounds really wrong, but I think I did something along those lines. And I managed to get into the university I wanted to, to do the course that I wanted to. So I went to the University of Greenwich and did events management. And that was huge for me. I was so, so happy that I had managed to do that. Again, my grades weren't exactly what I wanted, being the stupid high achiever <laughs> that I am. I put pressure on myself to want to get higher than that. But it was perfectly acceptable by the uni, which I was very grateful for. So yeah, it all worked out and just this whole ambition thing kind of followed me into university where I just putting immense amounts of pressure on myself to get my essays done and get good grades the whole way through, which I do thank myself for because obviously having good grades early on and just like a good average means that if you do drop a few points, it doesn't injure you or hurt you as much as it would if you had some kind of like shaky results throughout. So I do thank myself for it, but at the same time, I probably went a bit overboard. Like I didn't need to put as much pressure on myself as I did because it wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, I've got to do really well. I'll revise really hard. It will be like, oh, I've got to do really well. I'll revise for an hour, then watch two hours of Netflix and hate myself for it. So it wasn't like the healthiest perspective to have on it. But again, just this like sense that I had to be successful throughout my grades was just this huge thing which after leaving university is so funny because people don't talk about GCSE results or A-level results you know you like write them on your CV but I don't even know if that's necessary like I could probably just write University of Greenwich on my CV and they'd just be like okay cool she went to uni you know so it's kind of a a weird conception that, that I think gets pushed on you as kids that your GCSEs and everything like that is the most important thing ever and I don't know why that's a thing because so many people now are doing such cool jobs without like any qualifications or without having like a typical linear education you know so kind of interesting there and I'm sure that will change moving forward but just something that I carried with me for a really long time and it wasn't until <laughs> my graduation in 2020 poor Amber, the 2020 graduate. If you are also a 2020 graduate out there, I feel for you, I stand with you, and I'm sorry, but I know a lot of people had it a lot worse, but it did really, really suck for a very long time because obviously, like I had said, I'd always been a hard worker, a high achiever. I just wanted to get my graduate job and get started on my career, even though I didn't necessarily know, like know what that meant. I just knew I needed to get into the corporate world sooner rather than later and figure it out from there. And I couldn't do that in 2020 because of lockdown and everything. Events got put on hold. A lot of event jobs no longer exist because the industry was just hit so hard. And that was really difficult for me 
at the beginning because I am such a planner so it kind of ruined the plan that I had in my head and when that happens it does take me a long time to like readjust and figure out what my next steps are so for a while I almost felt like I was on summer holidays and I was just kind of like going to the park doing some sunbathing coming home eating dinner and that was pretty much it like it didn't feel that bad because at that point we didn't obviously know what was going to happen and it just felt like oh in September I'm going back to uni even though I had graduated it just gave me like summer holiday vibes so it wasn't until like end of August that I realized like oh hang on a minute this is real and what the heck am I supposed to do now and I think that time of just having those like three or four months whatever it was to kind of reflect on where I was and what I wanted and what I wanted my life to look like after lockdown finished and everything like that really exposed a lot of things for me in terms of ambition because I don't think you need the shiniest car and the best job and the biggest house to be successful and I don't know where that like rhetoric or rhetoric or whatever the word is that narrative has come from because I think it can be really damaging for a lot of people and for a lot of reasons obviously consumerism and the world want you to want more all the time so that you buy more and they can make more money which I get but is also like super toxic in the sense that you know once you get those things you're not necessarily happier because you're still the same person but maybe just with a slightly shinier car you know so those things all seem very temporary to me as well like in after this life or in 10 years time even if we're talking like a smaller scale are you going to have those same things probably not what if owning those things made you a better person or a bigger person or love yourself more probably not so it's just a really weird headspace to be in especially coming from a background where ambition was just such a huge focus and being successful was such a huge focus and now I feel like I've started to do this 180 of like I want to make money I want to what's the saying I want to make money to live and not live to make money you know does that make sense there's this um, anecdote that I read in a book and I think I've seen it in other places so you might have already heard it but I wanted to read it out to you guys because I just thought it was super poignant and really like demonstrated the point I was trying to make a lot, probably a lot better than I've been saying it so far so bear with me as I read this out okay so one day a fisherman was lying on a beautiful beach with his fishing pole propped up in the sand and his solitary line cast out into the sparkling blue surf he was enjoying the warmth of the afternoon sun and the prospect of catching a fish. About that time, a businessman came walking down the beach trying to relieve some of his stress of his workday. He noticed the fisherman sitting on the beach and decided to find out why this fisherman was fishing instead of working harder to make a living for himself and his family. You aren't going to catch many fish that way, said the businessman. You should be working rather than lying on the beach. The fisherman looked up at the businessman, smiled and replied, and what will my reward be? Well, you can get bigger nets and catch more fish, was the businessman's answer. And then what will my reward be? asked the fisherman, still smiling. The businessman replied, you will make money and you'll be able to buy a boat, which will then result in larger catches of fish. And then what will my reward be? asked the fisherman again. The businessman was beginning to get a little irritated with the fisherman's questions. You can buy a bigger boat and hire some people to work for you, he said. 
And then what will my reward be? Repeated the fisherman. The businessman was getting angry. Don't you understand? You can build up a fleet of fishing boats, sail all over the world and let all your employees catch fish for you. Once again, the fisherman asked, and then what will my reward be? The businessman was red with rage and shouted at the fisherman, Don't you understand that you can become so rich that you will never have to work for your living again? You can spend all the rest of your days sitting on the beach looking at the sunset. You won't have a care in the world. The fisherman, still smiling, looked up and said, And what do you think I'm doing right now? I just think that's so good. There's another variant of the story which talks about having enough money to be able to like spoil his family and like take his wife out for dinner and he's like I already do that you know it's it seems silly to me that so many people want to spend their prime years their 20s and whatever just working to the bone making all this money so that they can retire early and I just think why wouldn't you work a bit now spend a bit now go traveling now and then maybe work for a bit longer in your later years you know it's just kind of interesting to me how that works and I don't think I'll ever be the one to have a big flashy house and everything like that because I think it's the people inside the house that are more important and more valuable to me and will make me feel like more of a success which again is something that just came from like life experience that's like you don't learn that in school and I don't know why I don't know why they push you to get the higher grades and get into the Ivy League or the Russell Group schools or whatever so that you can get this killer career if you don't know, oh, I don't know, if, if it's not that kind of ambition that you're after, if it's not that kind of success that you're after, but maybe you don't realise that until later years, I don't know, I'm kind of rambling, but that's just where my head's been at recently, just because obviously starting this graduate role and talking about promotions and things and where I want to be in five years time what I want to be doing in 10 years time and I just want to be doing what I enjoy with the people I love and I think when people ask that question and you get that kind of answer they kind of look down on you a little bit I don't know why like if if one of my family members even was to ask me like oh what do you want to do next or like whatever whatever the question would be that kind of along those lines if I had said like oh I want to I don't know wake up late with my boyfriend get breakfast and chill out I think they would think I was lazy or I don't know immature or just living in like a dream world you know not really having my feet on the ground and being realistic but like I feel like if they if I had said oh I want to be I don't know a senior event executive running a team of five people they'd be like oh cool but like why is that a better answer I don't get it you know I hope you guys understand what I'm trying to say but that's currently what I've been feeling recently I'm not sure what's brought it on but I think it's just this kind of I always felt a bit cheated I guess that I've been like almost told the wrong thing and I know they have to do it to get like the their records looking good and their you know what's it called like their rankings and everything higher in terms of like schools and universities and obviously parents just want the best for you and they know like if you do better in school you'll probably have more options in 
later years and stuff when you're a bit older which I get and I appreciate but all of the pressure and this sense of that I need to be ambitious and I need to be hungry for more whether that be a career or a house or a car what have you I just don't really get it like I'd be quite happy I think living in an old shack on a beach somewhere and just catching fish and lying in the sun and letting the businessman laugh at me because that just sounds way nicer than like grinding every day in a job that you potentially don't like to retire early so that when you're old you can lie on a beach you know does that make any sense who knows I'm currently getting dead feet because I'm sat on my bedroom floor where I like to film I can say film because I'm recording this on like my photo booth on my Mac just so I can pop it on the YouTube channel as well because I know some of you enjoy watching rather than listening along but yeah that was kind currently where my headspace is at and then I thought after I'd got all that little spiel out of the way that we could just chat for a bit because you know it's Friday it's girls night but that is something that I just felt super passionate about and wanted to talk because I know being a graduate is super scary in itself like navigating your 20s is so bizarre especially when you do have this kind of niggling feeling in the back of your head like oh you should be trying to get the better paid job and the bigger job and the better house and everything and it can make you feel a bit deflated because sometimes like you get those things or you work really hard for those things and you don't necessarily feel better for it whereas if I had got the smaller place with the garden like I have I can read outside and I can enjoy the sunshine and that just means so much more to me than having a bigger flashier apartment you know so there's that okay so in terms of the chatty portion of this podcast which we all know and love but also I feel like this episode has been pretty chatty already so I hope you've stuck with me but this weekend is just going to be a really nice chill one I'm hoping to sell a whole load of my clothes on Vinted which is like my new favourite thing ever it's pretty similar to Depop but you don't have any of your like um, money taken away in terms of like they don't get a percentage from your sale and also I just think things are a little cheaper on there which I obviously really like being the saver that I am so I can buy some pretty cool things on there for less than Depop which I really appreciate so I've been making like a list A of all of my clothes and a list B so the list A is literally going to be things that I love wholeheartedly 100% and I see myself wearing for a very very long time and the list B is going to be like pretty much anything else like even if I like it like 90% I'm still going to pop it on there and if people want to pay for it they can have it and that way I get to have a bit more fun with my wardrobe but I think that's going to take me a very 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 long time tomorrow to kind of take photos of everything and post everything and other than that I'm not really seeing anyone to be honest we're hoping to maybe go for a walk around the park because that will be nice but I've already bought some like postage stuff because I've already sold a couple of items on there so I will be popping to the post office at some point which is kind of a pet peeve of mine I don't know why I just find it takes so long like there's always a queue which I get because obviously I'm a member of that queue but I'm like how how is that there always a queue what are people always posting? I don't really get it, but it's just one of those things that has to be done. So hopefully I can do it in bulk rather than like going every day because that would really, really suck. That would actually be a really fun episode to do like pet peeves and get you guys to write in your pet peeves and then maybe I could react to them because 
I love hearing what people find annoying because sometimes they're the most random things that you had never thought of or just wouldn't even be like a blip on your radar but to someone else could be like oh so annoying like gratingly annoying so that would be kind of interesting so let me know if you'd want to be part of that of course you can write in on at to be candid podcast on our instagram page to send in your submissions because i would love to see them but that could be fun i've just been brainstorming like crazy recently i have been hitting like a bit of a wall with youtube and i'm not sure what it is i don't know if it's just because i moved recently so that was kind of like all the content that was coming out and i have just started a job which makes it harder to film things but i do want to get back on to the like work weeks in my life and i've had a few requests for people to do like a interview tips or starting a new job tips starting a new job tips does that make sense anyway those kind of videos which i obviously would love to do and it's like right up my street and it also have a load of fun things that i bought off vintage which i want to show you guys so hopefully i can do a thrift haul at some point as well so maybe i can film a video over the weekend if it's nice and bright outside and i can find the time to do it the other thing that's really tricky is there's no doors in this house it's current kind of like one room in terms of like the kitchen goes into the lounge which goes up the stairs which is then our bedroom the only door is in the bathroom and obviously the acoustics in the bathroom aren't great so i have to kind of pick a time in the day where i know christian is just going to be chilling or he's going on a bike ride or something so that he's not you know setting off the fire alarm which happened in the last episode which you wouldn't have known because i edited it out to save your poor eardrums but my gosh he set off the fire alarm like four times i think trying to cook some chicken he's not a bad cook he's a great cook we just have the world's most sensitive fire alarm so we had to like open up all the doors and stuff but i try and find a time where he's not going to be doing that so it makes editing for me (laughs) a little easier and also saves my eardrums because i don't have to listen to it repeatedly whilst i'm trying to edit it out which works very well oh i guess another update which i didn't tell you about was that i had a blood test i'm not sure if i ever mentioned this on the podcast actually oh well maybe i did in my moving episode um but basically after the move i felt super lethargic super tired and my limbs felt really heavy and i had this kind of like pressure behind my eyes where i would get like sensitive to light almost and i would just like at four o'clock i would want to pass out and not move and it was really strange and kind of uncharacteristic for me don't get me wrong like a girl can nap but not so much so that like i wouldn't want to get out of bed for dinner and things it was just really odd and my mum is anemic so I was like maybe I'll just get a blood test see what's going on check everything's in working order and the whole experience was really strange because I hadn't had a blood test before so I went in and I was like the youngest person there by a good 30 years and I didn't have an appointment it was just like walk in and you take a ticket out of like a little slot thing which like you do at a deli or something really strange um and I sat down and waited for like 10-15 minutes which was fine And then I went into the room and I said to the lady, like, oh, I haven't had this done before, so I don't really know what to do. And she was really nice. She was, like, quite stern, but also trying to be jokey at the same time. So I didn't really know whether to laugh or not. It was really bizarre. But she spent a while, like, trying to find a vein, which she eventually did. But she was, like, prodding me for a while. And she was really sweet. She kept, like, apologising and apologising. And I think she thought she was hurting me, but it really wasn't that bad. Like, I really didn't feel anything at all. Um, and I did not look because as much as I'm like not afraid of needles like I've never been afraid of like getting a jab or anything just because I like I know it has to get done you know it's going to get done whether I like it or not so I'd prefer just to like it and make it a bit easier for everyone 
but there was just something that me meant I couldn't look. I just thought maybe I would like faint or get a bit squeamish or something just because a jab is one thing, right? They're injecting something into you, but I'd never seen someone like pulling something out of me in terms of like my blood. So that was kind of interesting. And I waited three to five days to call up my GP and ask if I was okay. And they said, oh, the doctor will call you back on Wednesday. So I had to wait like another four days or something to hear back from the doctor, at which point I was freaking out because I thought if I'm fine, the nurse or the receptionist should just be able to tell me, right? Like, oh no, all, all's good. All's clear. Have a nice weekend. You know, like, that would have been so easy. But no, I spent my weekend going, oh my gosh, like, am I pregnant? I'm not. Am I horrifically anemic? I, and I was like, it can't be COVID because if it was, they would have told me sooner rather than later. Like they wouldn't have left me till Wednesday. And that whole thing really threw me through a loop. I don't know if I was like overthinking it too much, but I was thinking if it's urgent enough or like serious enough that the receptionist can't tell me, but it's not urgent enough to tell me right away. It's like pretty low down on the scale in terms of I can wait three or four days until Wednesday. What the heck is it? Anyway, I got a call from the doctor and he was like, how can I help you today? It's like, I just want to know my blood results. He was like, oh yeah, you're fine. It's like all of that worrying and stress for nothing. He's like, you're not anemic, your thyroid's fine, blah, blah. And by this point I had actually been feeling a lot better, so much so that I've been going to bed at like midnight recently, which is kind of crazy. My friends will be gasping right now because usually I'm like a 10 p.m. kind of girl. But no, I've been going to bed at midnight. Who am I? But yeah, so the tiredness has completely gone. So I don't know if it was a symptom of something else or or what the heck it was or whether it was just a slump from moving and starting a new job and all the stress of that. But safe to say, I'm back to my usual crazy, wacky self, which I'm very happy about and happy to know that I'm not like anemic or nothing's wrong with my blood. And I also booked on to be a blood donor because they said everything was fine. So I tried to book in my first session like sooner rather than later because obviously if I can help I want to. Um, but they're like fully booked. Everywhere is fully booked until um, I think my appointment's in July, which is quite a way away. <laughs> there was an appointment available sooner than that, which was like three or four miles away. But in London, that's going to take me like a good hour and a half. And as much as I want to help, I also don't want to sacrifice three hours of my life is that super selfish saying it out loud sounds really evil but there's one literally down the road for me so I was like if I can just get an appointment there I can just walk down in the summer sun give some blood walk home and know that I've done a good thing and it also made me really happy to see like everywhere was so booked up because obviously it means they're getting the supply and people are donating their blood and I'm also an organ donor don't know if that matters to anyone, but I think if you're thinking about doing it, definitely do it. Why not? Do it sooner rather than later. That's put me in a really weird headspace talking about that now. Wow. What a turn. What a turn we took. Maybe I'll leave the podcast here. Um, yeah, this was kind of a random episode, but I did just want to talk about ambition. I don't know why it was next on my radar. Like last week we spoke about Netflix shows and it was super upbeat and lighthearted. But this week I just wanted to have a little chat and be like, I don't know be a little bit candid, be a bit, a little bit like what the heck is going on. And also I feel like it's one of those episodes where I'm like, does anyone else feel the same? And they're like, oh no, it's just, it's just you, Amber. But if you've lasted this long, thanks for listening with me. 
sorry about talking about blood and organs that got a little bit weird there but I hope you enjoyed this episode I hope you're having a fab Tuesday I hope you're having a fab week and I hope you had a fab weekend and hopefully I will see you next week on Tuesday with a brand new episode so speak to you then bye Thank you.